another episode of Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and I have with me Amin Bintahar, Chief Digital Officer and CEO of Avantix Digital. In the last episode, he talked to us about his personal professional background. Today, we're going to talk about voice search optimization. That's awesome. So tell us about, because I know you guys have worked with some big brands, tell us about um, a good success story. And I know we're probably going to have time for maybe one or two, but tell us about some, sure. maybe some good results you guys have had with some of your clients. Sure. So one of my, uh, so one of our clients is called TipTop and TipTop is a menswear retailer in Canada. So if you live in Toronto or in Canada, everybody knows TipTop. Your first suit usually comes from TipTop and they hired us about four or five years ago. So they've been our partner for a very long time. Uh, not only Google did a case study of our results for Black Friday, I think two years in a row where they've seen some crazy return on ad spend, but also recently we just won a glossy award for fashion marketing beating uh, Saks and uh, David's bridal on a campaign leveraging TikTok. And we, uh, we drove so many sales and, and such an amazing return on ad spend Then all of this brand, all of, even like the, the Googles of the world literally went in rock case studies about the work that we do for them. And the reason is we leverage data. Like everybody says that, but we really truly do. We take time to mine it, to understand it and then leverage it. And then you know, on top of that, we use artificial intelligence to ensure that we're driving the best results for our customers. And, and when I look at my portfolio, I think that's the client that I'm the most proud of because they were not even doing that much digital when we started with them. And now uh, even to drive in-store traffic, they're using us to, you know, leveraging digital to drive in-store foot traffic, which is quite amazing. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys kind of got the foot in the door, had some phenomenal results. And all of a sudden when you have other big companies like Google and stuff go, doing case studies, that's not too bad. Last time I checked, that means you've, yeah, you've made some, made some good traction. I'm sure you've heard of Google. <laughs> I've, I actually heard, I actually, I looked them up on Google. I Googled Google to see anything about Google. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty big. I mean, they're not doing too bad last time I checked. Um, so what is, so tell us a little bit, what do you think the future of digital marketing in the industry is? Because Obviously, we're going to talk about um, voice here in a little bit, but I want yeah. to kind of get your thoughts on the predictions of what you think in regards to the, the future of digital marketing, the industry, and kind of what we're looking for. Well, it's actually interesting because when you look at what's happening with COVID, whether we want to like to talk about it or not, is that we're seeing a surge in terms of traffic, in terms of e-commerce sales, in terms of uh, people literally shopping for the first time ever online that didn't have to do it before that. So we know that digital marketing is going to continue growing and more and more brands are going to be investing dollars in terms of transforming their digital presence and be available to sell their products online. So I think e-commerce is going to continue growing. That's one of the trends. The second thing also is TikTok came out of nowhere and now it's one of the you know most downloadable app in the world and one of, one of the most engaging. So we're starting to see more and more brands also shifting dollars even from Facebook trying out the TikToks and the Snapchats of the world. Some of them, of course, for other reasons, as you know, with the Facebook boycott. So <laughs> it's extremely hard to truly tell you what's going to happen because every morning when I wake up, there is something new in our industry. And COVID as well has changed the game for us. But I do see, um, again, e-commerce continue growing, TikTok continue growing, and also a huge investment in terms of AI, machine learning, because that's what the big players are putting all of the, do the dollars on, including the Googles of the world. Yeah, agreed, man. Those are all, it's so crazy. A lot of that stuff's so disruptive. And it's, if you're not looking at the data, you're not looking at the information and, and tying that in somewhere to somebody that's smarter than us to go and, and push out the information and tell us what's going on there. Um, yeah, with AI and machine learning, it is absolutely phenomenal. So it's clear that there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in the digital space these days. 
For forward-looking businesses, it's going to be important to go digital. If you're struggling to amplify your digital presence, you can reach out to my team and I at shanebarker.com. We will help you with SEO, content marketing, CRO, digital marketing, and more. We'll provide consultations as well as end-to-end managed services for businesses. I do, I want to switch gears a little bit because we did, we talked, we touched on this a little bit about uh, voice search on digital, um, right? And I wanted, you had actually co-written a book, right? With, I think it was Courtney Cox, right? Yes. With, with the actress. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, no, no, no. She, my, my, my friend Courtney is much better. <laughs> much better. Yeah, obviously she sounds super intelligent. Not that I'm saying the other Courtney Cox no, was just intelligent, kidding. but this is, yeah. yeah. So you guys actually created, it was an ebook on voice search, the, the new search um, engine. So tell us a little bit about that. So Courtney and I, she's actually the head of digital at Children's Hospital uh, here in Dallas. And her and I work together at Hilton, so we go a long way. And one day, funny enough, we were having lunch at a Moroccan restaurant here in Dallas. And I told her, like, I'm, every time I'm online, all I hear is voice search. is the next big thing, and voice search is this, and one search out of five is done through voice. But there's, there isn't a single book that can really teach you about what, what is voice search? How do you go yeah. about it? Where do you start even? Like, why? Why even care about it? Yeah. And I told her I would love to write a book about it. Would you co-write it with me? She said, yes. We shook hands and, you know, actually we gave a hug to each other. And seven months later, we published the book together. So let me explain what a hug is. So for all those people out there, a hug is what people used to ah. do before COVID. I feel like I have to like, certain things I have to unfold for the audience because they're like, well, a hug, I've heard about that. Google hugs. It was where two people get together. It's actually really nice. I enjoy hugs, but I was raised by hippies in California. So I'm very, very fond of the hugs, but so cool. So you guys, you said, hey, listen, we got to write this book. Seven months later, you guys knocked this book out. Tell us about like, obviously the reason why you're writing it is because you're hearing about voice. You're saying, okay, one out of five searches are happening that way. But once again, there's no information out there, right? I mean, other than a few blog posts and stuff, there was yeah. nothing that a deep dive into like why we need to jump into it. So what, I mean, in regards to voice search, why do you think that we need to jump into it? Why do you think that it's going to be the future? Why do you think there's going to be so much, so many reasons for us to, as, an, as a business or an agency to jump into it? Absolutely. I think for me, it started when I started looking at the Black Friday sales and I saw that Alexa's were among, I think, top three, I think 2017 or 18 um, products sold on Amazon for that year. And then you start seeing how many devices people are buying either for their homes. And then you start seeing car manufacturer integrating the Alexa's of the world in their cars. So you start, I start seeing the movement and then I was like, well, I wonder how it's impacting search as we know it. And then, you know, a lot of uh, Comscar, I mean, there's a lot of reports that came out saying that one search out of five is already done through voice. We're expecting that 50% of all searches will be done through voice by 2020. And then I'm like, but why is that really happening? But if you think about it, we speak much faster than we can type, except if you're a TikTok user and you are 12 year old, feel like those guys can type faster than they can speak. Sure. But the reality is that it's a lot more convenient for us. And, that's what got me into like, okay, as a marketer, I know Alexa, I know Amazon or Google uh, selling all of these devices. It's for a reason. At one point or another, they're going to try to monetize that. And they're gonna, you're going to have to optimize for that. So someone needs to learn about how to be found that way. And that's why we decided to write the book. And I started doing the research with Courtney and we decided to, you know, again, spend time and energy to figure out the, go- the voice search. And that's why we called the book Voice Search the New Search Engine, because it truly is. Well, it is. And I agree with you. There, there was, this was a few years ago when I was looking at that, of you know, all these devices that you can buy and you see Amazon pretty much losing money on some of them, right? Saying, hey, we'll give this to you for yeah. 20 bucks and 25 bucks. And I was like, God, what is, there's something there, right? Like you, 
Bezos isn't losing money. I mean, he can't afford to lose money because last time I checked, he's worth $200 billion. So he's not doing too bad. I think he'll be able to pay his mortgage this month. But it's one of those deals. It was like, there's this obviously is the future, right? Because they're, they're offering these devices. They want to figure out how many of these devices we can get in everybody's home and then make it convenient for you to search something, for, find something online. So what do you think? I mean, you know, are, do you guys specialize in voice search? I mean, then you said that's what you were saying. They were one of the first agencies to start doing that. And how does that all work, right? Because I'm, I'm sure if people are listening to this, if they're a marketer, they kind of get it. If they're not a marketer, they're like, wait a second. So Alexa's, I do searches, but I guess it's no different than going into Google and putting in a keyword and something popping up. When I do in a yeah. search on Alexa, like how does that all work? Like how do you optimize for that? Like how do you, right? I mean, is it different than regular SEO? It, it, it's it's not that different actually than regular SEO because if and we're going to talk a little bit more about what Google has been doing with pushing more for natural language and intent you know users intent, uh, but it's not just the Alexas of the world it's also your phones I mean we've had voice for years with through Siri and others right so uh, we see a lot of people googling I mean searching like restaurant near me as they're driving as they're doing things they're actually using voice to find the results. So the way you optimize for it is looking at the frequently asked questions that people are asking about a product, optimizing your local listings, which you should be doing anyways, yeah. um, implementing structured data, because if you want to win in voice, you better be you know, winning in the featured snippets. You want to be in position zero for everything that's related to your industry or your product. So there's a lot of work that you do from the back end that, uh, on, of your website in order for you to optimize for voice, but it's not like extra work or things that you shouldn't be doing anyways to rank for the uh, knowledge graph or again or for position zero Uh, the other thing as well and we touched on that a little bit on the book is that also specifically to alexa and google they have what's called skills and actions and those are like apps so some brands uh, have invested dollars in, in creating let's say on alexa skills so let's say you are webmd and you want to ask you have two there are two ways you can ask alexa what are the symptoms of the flu right so you can say hey alexa what are the symptoms of the flu and they're going to go online and find the most relevant answer uh usually go into position zero for that answer on google or you can actually ask them hey alexa if you have downloaded the webmd app ask webmd what are the symptoms of the flu and webmd went in and literally designed think of it as an app so those are the two ways you can really optimize for voice search results and let me say something too. So when we talk about, talk about position zero, because I know some people that, that if they don't know SEO, they're like, how do you get position zero? I thought there was position one. So position zero is going to be the snippet is where when you go look on something on Google and there's usually, it looks like a list or something or they'll have some information there that takes over that zero spot. And some people think of it as one, but it's really zero. And so the snippet is going to be where you're going to, you know, once again, everybody wants to be there because it's the highest you can be on Google without having to pay. Um, so I just wanted to kind of explain that because some people might go zero. Like I didn't, I didn't, there's a zero now. Like I just thought there was one, but yeah. zero being the snippet, obviously where you, you know, everybody snippet is like the, if, from an SEO perspective, that's where you want to be. Like that's the, the, the pinnacle. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. So I've got a better idea. So it's not like with, with current SEO, that there's going to be that much different other than obviously making sure your, your, your structured data is correct and making sure that, you know, you're optimizing for local stuff, which is, once again, most companies don't know how to do that. There's a lot of resources. I'm sure your website has obviously a phenomenal blog and people can go there and get some information, but it's really just, it's just optimizing for regular SEO and voice just happens to be something that's going to be done yeah. through voice. It's kind of the same deal. And, and the other thing is also producing frequently asked questions content. So how to write a check, for example. 
for like basic things that people are searching for. If you're a bank, you want you want to be found. Like if I ask Alexa, hey Alexa, how do I write a check? I want to be that answer. So it's literally looking also for long tail keywords and optimizing for those. So this is funny, man. This is and I this is probably the second or third time this has happened on my podcast. You so this is what's this is where things get weird because you just said how to write a check, and the reason why I'm laughing about that is I literally I literally searched out like probably 10 days ago. Cause I, I, cause I, I have checks. So I went to my bank. This is a stupid story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. I went to my bank and I was like, Hey, listen, like, um, I want I need to get, get a cashier's check. I had to pay. Um, actually I think I had to pay the IRS. That's a whole nother story. But anyways, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to pay the IRS. And so I was like, and like, well, you can just, we can send you checks. And I was like, Oh God, this image, I haven't written a check in I don't know how long. Right. And I was like, Oh wait, I have checks. And so I went in my safe and I literally have checks. I was like, Oh, I can write a check. And I, I Googled because I was like, I gotta, I gotta make sure I don't mess this up, right? I'm, I'm like scratch yeah. this or do this and sign it correctly. I Googled how to write a check. And I, I can't believe I'm telling everybody that because I feel like I'm, I don't know. And I might as well be, you know, using a payphone too. Like I, I went in and I wrote the check and I did this and I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> the weird part is, is this is a second or third time that somebody has said something about a search that I actually did that would have been a search that I probably wouldn't have admitted to anybody. Now, I yeah. do a lot of searching, but that is one of them where I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I gotta learn, I gotta go figure out how to do a check. And she goes, you don't know how to do a check? And I'm like, it's been a long time. Don't judge. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out again. It's, it's just, it's I use Apple Pay. Why are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't even a check. I had to Google what a check was first. And I was like, yeah great grandmother used to give me those for Christmas for my birthday. I do remember those. So yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. So, but that makes sense. So once again, it's, I think in regards to voice isn't too different than regular SEO, except once again, we're going to have a ton more searches because the convenience of it, doing it through your phone, through Siri or Alexa or whatever that is, yeah. um, I think makes total sense. Cause I think when you say voice, I know for me, I, I'm in the industry, but I think some people get nervous. Like, what is that a whole new spectrum of this? And how am I going to be able to do this? No, it's your current site that you got. You just, no different than when you had, you were optimized for desktop and then you had to de optimize for mobile. For mobile, pretty yeah, much. Same, same deal. And now you got a mobile, you got to do it for voice. It's yeah. still the same deal. You just have to give, your website has to be able to give information to Google at a fast rate and say, hey, listen, this is what they're looking for with good intent. And this is what you're doing and give great information and you should be good. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Makes total sense. Okay. So, what I want to talk about next is, is actually, so voice search SEO was, we were kind of talking about that. I want to talk about the tips and the strategies, right? Because you've kind of given some information on, on what people can yeah. do to, to optimize their site. Um, and some people are going to understand what that means. Other people are going to have to go Google it, which is not a problem. Hey, go take a look at, you know, what exactly what yeah. that means. But what do you think some of the big, the big trends are going to be in the, in the search marketing industry? Like, what do you, you know, obviously being in the industry for a long time, working on the big yeah. companies you work for, like, what do you see as like the future? I mean, voice being one of them, but what are some of the other things? So I think mobile as well. I mean, I know, you know, with mobile, uh, with Google indexing mobile first, believe it or not, the amount of websites that are still not mobile friendly that are out there, even from big firms or very respected institutions that are not investing in mobile. And again, when you look at also COVID, a lot of people are on their cell phones all day. They're literally on their phone all day. And if you are not optimizing for mobile, you are you, every day that you're not optimizing for mobile is a day that you're losing customers, period. Uh, the other, I think, trend where the industry is going is continuing growing AI and machine learning. Um, we know that even the big players, I mean, again, the Googles of the world are investing billions of dollars in R&D trying to make it easier for users to search and find the most relevant answer. 
and they're personalizing those answers. And that's where they're going with this. It's more personalization. They already know what you're searching. They know you, they, know, they have your cookies information. If you're, if you are logged in using your Gmail, Google already knows everything about your plans, where you're traveling, where you're going, who is your electricity provider. Like they know all that information about you. So I'm, I see that by like, I see the industry going where we will start personalizing search results based on who you are and what kind of relevant kind of answers that you're looking for. And I think that's where the industry is going to be going. So that's for all the people that didn't know, Google is following you, knows everything about you, knows more about you than you know about yourself. Just, so just don't worry if, if Google knows what you're doing at all times, nothing to worry about, but yeah, agreed. So there is obviously there's tons of information and data there. And, and that's always the, the big fight between Amazon and Google and everybody. Facebook is data, right? Is information. Like the more information you have, the more you can use that for marketing, you can turn it into whatever. So um, I also heard something, this is kind of outside the scope. I also heard, and maybe we'll talk about this later, that maybe Apple is working on a search engine. Uh, I've heard rumors that they are, but having worked myself for Microsoft at the time where they launched Bing, I would think twice because I mean, when, Google, when, when, when we start using Google it as, you know, as a word to search for things, there's a, they better come up with something way better than Google has. Yeah, that's the that, only way you can get people to, you know, to switch. But yeah. even then, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to go from Google it to Bing it. Yeah. Right? I know they tried. I know they tried. They tried. That's, that's, I mean, that's no different than, and this is kind of off topic from regards to SEO, but you know, when people start saying, oh, I'm going to get an Uber. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. man, it's the same thing. Yeah, Once you've coined yeah. something like that, it's like so hard to disrupt that. Right. Because I would say, yeah. even when I wasn't taking Ubers, I, let's say I was using Lyft. I'd say, I'm going to go get an Uber, and, but I'm ordering but on Lyft. You're, right? Lyft. It's like, you're right. Yeah. It's yeah, all yeah, psychology. Yeah. And, the other, and the other trend that, I'm, that I think is going to continue uh, growing and continue being relevant is content. Uh, it yeah. doesn't matter if you write 3,000 words or 2,000 words or 500 words with everything. I mean, how consumers are behaving today and also what the search engines are doing in terms of improving the natural language and, 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 and understanding user intent brands are going to win are the ones that are going to continue producing relevant, good content. Yeah. Yeah. And just for the people that are listening, I didn't, I didn't pay him to say that. Obviously we produce a lot of content. I tell people, listen, content's like, it is an investment, right? But it is, I mean, like us. So my blog, we started up my blog probably eight years ago, maybe nine years ago now, but let's say eight years ago. And it's paid off dividends now. I mean, you're not saying that it takes usually eight or nine years, but the amount the amount of pages that were in the snippet or in the first page or another for thousands of keywords that once again, we have big marketers that are always trying to push us out of the way and that we're always going, you know, toe to toe, but it's, it is interesting now the, the amount of traffic that we get from that. And once again, long-term investment is phenomenal. Like most of our, like I don't have an outbound sales team that calls people all day long. All of my leads are inbound. Um, which once again, there's some upside to that and downside. It's nice. I should have outbound and, and the, and the inbound, yeah. but it, it's been, once again, it's, it's done wonders for us. And I think content, no matter what kind of content you're producing, if you're not producing content today, especially during times of COVID, if you, you know, have a brick and mortar, um, with the curtain, this and that you're open this day, not open that day. Like I do jump on to digital, jump online, start creating some content, get a website up there. I mean, really, if, if you weren't doing it six months ago, you have to do it today. It's not even a, it's not even a, I was thinking about maybe potentially doing it. You should get online today and get it going. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think in regards to like, um, in regards to like strategies for like organic reach, right? Because obviously you have a background in, in SEO. 
Um, yeah. ever since, I don't know how many years ago, somebody said, you can have to work on the SEO and optimization. You're like, Over 10 think, years. That's, that's it. That, that's yeah. it. Isn't that crazy? You're like, all it took was one Google search. And then all of a sudden I'm a professional <laughs> 10 years later. That's awesome. Um, what are some of the, like the, the things that businesses or organizations or companies can do to be able to maximize their organic reach? Like what are some of the, I would say kind of some of the core SEO tactics that you guys use over there? So um, I'm back to structured data. I think a lot of uh, companies are not investing enough time and energy in improving their structured data and making sure that, again, they're, they're, they're fighting the fight for featured snippets and position zeros and knowledge graph and all that. Uh, the second thing is, I would say site speed and also site security, because I know that Google and, again, all the search engines are pushing for, for websites that are more secure and also that, that load fast. Why? Because we know that the consumers, you know, their attention span is less than a gold. Yeah, yeah. Back to relevancy. They yeah. want to make sure that if they show a result, that the website loads in no time. So that's if you spend just in these two things, like if you improve your structured data and if you improve your site speed and security, you're going to see um, an increase in your organic traffic. So give us just some those examples. Things, those two things. Yeah. Give us some examples of structured data, because I think, you know, when you say structured, I know what structured data is, but I want you to hear it from you. Structured data means what? When you say structured data means, like, explain that to the audience, because I think some people will know what that means and some people won't. They're going to say, okay, how do I improve this? What do I do? Is it something on my website? Is it off my website? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm going to try not to sound like, um, you know, super technical, but structure, I don't know if you heard of schema.org. Or so structured data, pretty much what it does is that you, um, it's a specific code, right? You go to your website, so like you need, you need to be technical. Let me be first, let me, give, you know, let the audience know you need to be technical. You need to have somebody technical in your team. And it's literally optimizing your code, allowing engines to understand what that content is about, making it easier for them to understand what that data is about. So think of it like we optimize content. Now you're going to be optimizing the code. That's what structured data is. So it tells the engines, hey, this page is about this question, this content, and I want you to show this answer if somebody searched for this. It kind of helps the engines understand what your pages are all about. So it's, and that's it's, what you need to be optimizing. Yeah, it's kind of like, so I'll explain if people know what sitemaps are. So sitemap was like the first level of like, hey, Google wants to come to your site. A sitemap will tell it where to go. Hey, go here, go there. This is that next level. This is the, where you're saying, hey, here goes the sitemap. Here goes this article. And here goes the specific things of the article. If you're looking for this, here goes this answer. The idea of Google, what yeah. Google really wants is they want a roadmap. They want to know if somebody's looking for something and there's going to be 40 million pages and they want to search it in 0.2 seconds they need, you need to have that. You need to have those roadmaps telling people where to go, go this way, go that way, or this is what you're looking for. We've got it right here. You're just showing it's just indicators. Yeah, and you, and you pretty much tell them, here's what I want you to display. Yeah. So in a way, it's giving you the power instead of Google and trying to understand what your pages are about. You're, they're giving you the power and Bing and all those guys to actually help them understand what your pages are about and what information you want to be displaying educating them on what you got going on that you got good stuff going on and hey if you're looking for a certain search term and hey it's it right here let me show you the i got some answers over here on the content so i love that thanks Amin. today's conversation was really fun and taught me a thing or two about voice search i know we've got a lot more ground to cover but unfortunately we're short on time today we'll continue our conversation in the next episode of shane barker's marketing growth podcast stay tuned